You're listening to the Perth Podcast from the Perth School, Cambridge. Hello, I'm Emma Rothwell, the Assistant Head for Inclusion, Equality and Diversity at the Perth. In today's podcast, which has been produced for Anti-Bullying Week, we are talking to some students about their views on bullying and inclusion and some of the issues relating to this. I'm also joined by Alison Stewart, who oversees our Perth Anti-Bullying Ambassadors here in school. So let's welcome our students. Hi, I'm Sidhu and I'm in Year 13 studying Maths, Physics, Biology. I'm Izzy and I take Biology, Chemistry and Maths, I'm also in Year 13. Hi, I'm Isaac, I take Psychology, Politics and Philosophy in Year 13. Hi, I'm Chico and I take Maths, Politics and Economics in Year 13. Well, thank you all for being here this afternoon. It's really good to have a discussion on both bullying and inclusion. Um, and the things that affect both of those issues. It'd be really good to just start off by asking a couple of kind of more general questions. Um, So we've been talking about it a bit amongst staff and with some peers and some people describe bullying as a kind of form of peer victimisation or discrimination. And I wondered what your reflections are um, in terms of bullying being associated with those two terms. It's definitely victimisation, but I'm not too sure about the discrimination. I feel like bullying doesn't really have a reason sometimes. It might be expressed in the form of discrimination, but I wouldn't say it has to be through that. It could just be because someone's feeling upset and wants to make another person feel the same way as them. I would agree that um, they're not necessarily the same thing, that um, discrimination can happen and bullying can happen and they can cross over, but they can also be separate. Yeah, I think a lot of it will stem from uh, the individual's insecurities, which uh, may feel they need to project what they feel insecure about onto their their peers. Um, I guess that kind of falls under peer victimisation. The next question is, why do people bully? So what is it that makes people threaten other students. Sometimes it's just without something without reason and someone might just be having a hard time and it could be a way they um, express that Uh, and yeah sometimes people just feel better seeing other people going through or suffering I guess because they might be suffering themselves so um, that that's one reason I'd, I'd say maybe it's just to get other people to feel the same way as them. I agree and also I think some people don't necessarily even realise all the time that they're doing it is kind of like they just don't necessarily think of how other people will be reacting to what they're doing so it can just be when someone's a bit in their own head and don't realise the consequences of their actions. I would say that personally people who bully are typically looking to exert power and control and influence um, and this need for control often comes from past experiences of lack of control. The consequences of this could either be more positive or more negative and I believe bullying could be a negative outcome of experiences of lack of control. Um, which to me is the main reason people may believe. But there's also a lot of other reasons. There's times where you may not know how to act in a certain situation, and so the first thing that comes to your mind is to kind of exert it on someone else so that the, the spotlight isn't on you. You don't want to be pointed out and um, individually. Within a group, it's sometimes a way to show dominance or, you know, it's an intimidation factor and it gives people a, a feeling of power sometimes, which... Um, 
is quite common in youth or you know there's someone who always wants to be a leading figure generally within a group and um, bullying is one way they can sort of um, stamp their claim on that leadership role maybe. Do you feel that there is stuff about kind of being part of a group or excluded of a group or invited to this and not invited to that you know what kind of forms does it take in different years in your experience? Uh, as you grow older you kind of mature and realise that everyone's different and you form your own opinions your own beliefs and, you, and you've already got friends by then you've uh, settled in there's no there's less pressure obviously there are still um, things that can um, cause bullying um, um, and I've experienced um, uh, small things happen but I think also that in younger years it's much more difficult to shrug it off like once you get to sixth form you can it's easier to say oh whatever they're an idiot but when you're younger and yeah you're, le you're less secure of yourself and maybe you don't have as many friends it's definitely it will be more impactful. Um, I, I was just gonna say that I think maybe the way bullying is expressed um, throughout different year groups is different as well so maybe our classic idea of bullying is more of what we see in lower year groups but I would say that even within sixth form the way bullying is done is probably it's in a more sort of unnoticed way and it could be in the way people say things and I mean the degree of hurtfulness towards the um, person being targeted. Do you think people are more aware of the procedures as they go further up the school they know who to reach out to they're more confident about that or do you think that that actually is, is fine throughout the school? Well, I think if you're like a newly, um, met, like a new member of the school, maybe coming in in year seven or coming in in year nine, you're going to be less aware of um, what to do in these certain situations. You won't really know who to talk to, the safeguarding teachers, who you feel more comfortable with. Those relationships may not be as established. Um, so it might be quite hard to want to communicate any issues you might have at younger years, which could be one of the reasonings it might feel more prevalent um, because there's less people to talk to. Whereas obviously when you go up, you build connections and you build a network of people who you feel comfortable with. So it's a lot easier to um, talk about your issues and then through talking about them, they become less um, significant, I, I think. Do we talk about bullying enough as a school, do you think, to help to build up that knowledge that you spoke about? Uh, I think I think we do, we do talk about it. Um, to a good level, I think the ABA, the anti-bullying ambassadors, do a great job. I think the only problem, I think the only problem is that a lot of people, especially in the lower years, may not kind of take the messages on board um, in the same way that um, you do as you grow older and sort of realise uh, and, uh, and become aware of uh, the bullying that's going going around school. I think also to add to that, um, maybe that when you're being taught what bullying and bullying behaviour is, you don't you don't want to be labelling yourself as a bully or um, like the initiator of the bullying behaviour. So that means it's, it can go over people's heads, particularly in younger years, because they don't want to see themselves as being unkind because like a lot of the time it's not not an active unkind thing. It's just sort of, it's something that's, that has become routine. Part of being human is, is sort of accepting uh, when you are wrong and as people we all do uh, things that are wrong in our lives and bullying uh, falls under a lot of categories as things that we've done so I think it's, it's important that we are able to accept and become aware of when we are wrong and when we are um, perhaps bullying 
Um, I think that's a huge, a huge part of um, growing up and maturing and realising that a way of uh, stopping bullying and preventing it from happening, being open to the idea that everyone does things that are wrong and it's okay to kind of accept that you've done it and just move on and sort of become more aware of when you are doing things that might be offensive or harmful or hurt other people. Bullying that's kind of unconscious maybe or um, not really expressed physically but maybe verbally. I just wanted to talk about physical bullying for a bit as well and sometimes it happens through games uh, or forfeits of a game and, and um, it, it could look um, just innocent or not malicious but a lot of the time someone gets targeted or might purposely have the group going against them so they lose and have to do it for fear or I think that's a, that's a very prevalent form of physical bullying in younger year groups that happens pretty much in all schools. So on the back of that, what, what you described sounded like a, a group dynamic. So what are the kind of other roles that you see people fulfilling? What are the, the roles that people around the bully contribute um, to this behaviour? And what, what should we be looking out for, do you think? I think we need to make sure we're not uh, obviously not just looking out for the active bully themselves like you get because you get the people alongside who might be encouraging them egging them on a bit and then the people that join in with them but no, no, don't necessarily encourage and then you also get the sort of the bystanders who just sit there and maybe don't don't participate necessarily but they don't do anything to stop it so it's important that we try and make the message that you shouldn't bystand, you should try and help stop it and if you see someone engaging in bullying behaviour that just because someone else is doing it doesn't make it okay, you can say no, that's not a kind thing to do. And it is really hard to, to speak up and not be a bystander, but all it takes is kind of one voice uh, in a group to make other people realise and become aware of what's going on. And it doesn't have to be in a, a shameful way, you can just kind of have a quiet word with, with someone else, or kind of speak up politely, but it's about raising awareness and sort of uh, showing, showing the, the bully, as it were, what, what, what's wrong with their behaviour and their actions. Can I just ask you what you think the effects of bullying um, are on people? Bullying can have quite long-lasting effects on people um, because students are people like around my age, 18 to I guess coming into the school um, around year seven. You, these are the most developmental years of your life, and so what what is said to us and what we experience will affect um, the way that our future is going forward. So victims of bullying are often reported to develop internal problems later on in life like anxiety or depression and they may go on to struggle with self-esteem issues and communicating and having healthy relationships with people. So it's really important that we try and stump out um, any forms of bullying at younger years as it can have, it can really affect us in the future. And I think if you're being bullied then you're put in a position of weakness and that can um, that will like permeate through your later life. You can then um, continue feeling like weak and then there's nothing you can do when things don't necessarily go how you want them to go. What can we do to encourage people to be defending upstanders or defending bystanders, so to step in, report, help out, whatever? Uh, and then secondly, what advice can we give to people who are being victimised? By intervening, we signal to the perpetrator that their behaviour is unacceptable. So if we constantly give these messages, then we reinforce within our community 
that um, bullying is not okay and then we can shift the boundaries of what is considered acceptable. Um, but obviously to be defending bystander it takes courage um, and it takes confidence. However, I believe this courage and confidence is a trait that is in everyone and it can be found in everyone. Um, and once we've crossed that boundary or that barrier once, I think it becomes a lot easier to do this more and more often until it becomes normalised and the standard. So by having more people around us within school who can constantly stand up for other people, it will just create a very comfortable environment for other people to do the same thing. Um, and I think this is a really good way that we could see change. Yeah, I think it is all about kind of raising awareness and we do a lot of that already, but it's it's raising awareness and putting it into action. We've talked a lot about being a bystander and just kind of watching it happen. And like we've said, it is difficult. One active bystander who uh, points out the bullying and makes other people aware will have an impact in, in almost every case, I can imagine. So it's just about acting on the bullying rather than just kind of watching it happen. The most important thing is the culture of the people because we want everyone to have a feeling that the norm should be going against bullying and standing up for someone when you see them in a situation where they're you know, obviously uncomfortable or being excluded maybe. If, if we can get everyone to sort of feel the same way about bullying, then it won't make anyone stand out being the sort of defender or upstander if you want to call them that and that way. Because they, they, some, sometimes people don't actually um, stand up for someone else because by doing that they feel like they'll be the odd one out and they could get bullied, but this way we'll have everyone knowing that they're on the same page. And I think it's also important that if, if you feel that you are being bullied, there are measures in place to deal with that. There are teachers you can talk to, um, like we've got Mr Wiseman and there's um, Mrs Stewart and Mrs Rothwell who are both relevant for in terms of ABA and IND. And then you've also got like your form tutors, counsellors, nurses, there's so many people at school that can help you that um, I think that's really important that we highlight that, that there is help available, you don't always just have to do it yourselves. I also just wanted to say, as well as within school, if that might be um, still quite difficult, you could also try talking to um, someone outside of school, family friend, um, who's maybe a bit older, who could help you, or your parents, if you have a good relationship with them, siblings. You could also try writing it down. Um, journaling is apparently supposed to be really effective. So there are loads of different sources in and outside of school that you can go to. But I think communication in any form and expressing this is really, really helpful. And all of us as well who are taking part in this podcast, you can also come to all of us for help and would be willing and happy to help you. Thank you.